0: Hello and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardenas, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season's going to be a little bit different than past seasons. In past seasons, we've taken the whole season to tackle one issue— But this season, I wanted to go a little more broad and just talk about a whole lot of different teacher challenges uh, that you may find yourself facing day to day in your classroom. The schedule this season also might be um, not quite as predictable. In the past, I've tried to do a whole season, one episode every week, and then um, take a break and then come back and do an episode a week, but I want to be a little bit more flexible um, this spring um, for a couple reasons. Um, mainly because I want this season to be able to go a little bit longer, possibly. Um, but there might be some times where I need to cover a different topic on the blog that doesn't quite fit as well with the podcast. So it's possible that we're going to skip a week or two in here, um, but. I'm hoping you'll be able to enjoy a lot of great episodes this season as we tackle some common teacher challenges. So um, today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about a challenge that I've heard about from quite a lot of you, and that is, what on earth do you do when parents are complaining about you, either directly to you or, more frustratingly, Uh, They're going to the administration and they're complaining about you. And as I was thinking about this topic, I was reminded... Um, back of this statement or actually this this little um, comic, back when I was in high school, my church did a summer missions program where we did vacation Bible clubs and um, all kinds of uh, revival services for a local church and it was a crazy busy week. We took a whole bunch of kids from the youth group and I remember there was every year when we had our meeting and they gave us our informational booklet there was a um, a comic in there that said the complaint department is closed. And we would kind of laugh and joke about that all week. Um, but the idea was that, you know, we didn't have time for complaining. There was so much to do. We just didn't have time for it. And I was as I was thinking about this topic this week, I just kept thinking, the complaint department is closed. And thinking how as teachers, don't we wish sometimes that our school could simply like put out that sign and just say, uh, no, we're not going there. And I'm not even just talking to students. We're talking about parents too, Right. You know, it's it's easy to think that that would save so much of our time, so much of our energy, it would free us up to focus on teaching, and it would eliminate so much stress. I mean, it would be glorious, right? Well, maybe not. Here's the thing. If all of the parents' complaints were just that, they just complaining for complaining's sake, then we maybe could just close up the complaint department and call it a day. But here's the thing. More often than not, they're not... Just complaints. They're concerns, real concerns about real issues their child is facing in your classroom. And whether or not we really think they're reasonable, the parents really do, typically, not always, typically, though. They, they mean well. They have real concerns. And we can't just slough them off. They really do deserve to be addressed. Now, here's the thing. I know it hurts. You've poured your heart into your students, into your classroom. You've worked so hard. You're doing everything you can. And, and then you find out parents are going behind your back, undermining you to your administrators. It's frustrating. And you're probably feeling discouraged, maybe a little betrayed, and possibly even worried about whether or not you're going to have a job next year. But here's the thing. When this happens, we have a choice to make. We can get all upset, blame the parents, stress out about what our administrators think of us, and allow the complaints to stink up our whole life like a three-month-old lunch we found at the bottom of a locker. Or we can choose to look at the complaints as an opportunity to grow as a teacher to address the parent's core concerns and maybe even improve our communication and relationship with the family. now I know that's way easier said than done, but when we put it that way, it's pretty obvious which direction we should go, isn't it? See, here's the thing. When we have a parent complaint, there's three different things that could be happening. First of all, there could be be a misunderstanding between you and the parent, right? Often, it just boils down to that. There's some type of misunderstanding. They don't understand a policy or they the student said something that was misinterpreted wrong or there's just some type of misunderstanding. It is possible that the parent is being completely unreasonable or has an unreasonable unre- expectation of what you can or should do in your classroom. But it's also possible, number three, that there's something you as the teacher either could have handled better or could handle differently going forward. Now, we love to just jump to the conclusion that the parent's being unreasonable and they simply don't like us and that they're out to get us fired. But more often than not, there are other factors in play. Maybe the parent is acting unreasonable because they don't understand something. There's been a miscommunication. Or maybe, even though the parent is being difficult, there's still something we could change and learn from the experience that would make the situation better for everyone. You know, just to give a brief example, I tell, um, I, I this happened to me one time, I had a um, parent, and the parent actually was also my administrator, who was upset that I had taken off a bunch of points um, on his daughter's paper for not using graph paper. And he's basically like, you know, you can't do this. And at first I was really frustrated by that because I, I had I won't go into all of them here, but I had good reason for taking off and I'd basically given a whole bunch of points just for effort and I was like, You didn't felt <laughs> you didn't even do it on graph paper. I'm not gonna give you the the, the effort points, basically. Anyhow, I had all my reasons, but in the end I realized, okay, he has a point. I, I need, and he's my administrator, so I have no choice here. I have to do something about this. And what ended up happening was, I, I as I was trying to figure out, you know, how on earth can I hold students accountable if I'm not going to take off points? And what I came to realize was that um, I could instead require the students to redo the assignment. So I'd go ahead and give them their credit. But if they wanted to keep the credit, they had to redo it. And the interesting thing is this was more in line with our school policy, which was the original issue. And um, also, it worked so much better. And I ended up being really glad that that complaint had been brought up, addressed, and I changed it. And I realize a lot of parent complaints aren't nearly as simple as that one, but I just give that as an example from my own um, history of how complaints can actually cause you, force you to be more creative if you look at them that way. And that's the point. Just because you feel a parent is being difficult uh, doesn't mean that you shouldn't also see if there's been a misunderstanding and look for opportunities to improve or come up with new creative ideas. So what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna go through a few different steps, six steps actually that you can take when a parent complains about you. Step one is choose to look at the complaint as an opportunity for growth. Now, here's the thing. When you first hear about the complaint, however you hear about it, you're going to feel betrayed, hurt, frustrated, and probably more than a little defensive. But you've got to take a deep breath, pray, and realize that you have the power to change the way you're viewing the situation. You can choose to be upset or defensive Or, as I said, you can choose to use this as an opportunity to learn and grow. If you let them, many parent complaints can actually push you to become better. Or maybe, even if they don't help you or your classroom, maybe if the parent truly is just not really understanding, they may provide some type of deeper insight into your students' home lives or your students' learning styles. And so good can come out of it, even if the complaint itself is very frustrating. The key is to take what at first appears to be the beginning of a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, and reframe it as an opportunity for growth. To recognize that God is working even in circumstances like this, and that he can use it to teach us something, to make us more like him. And that reminds me of scripture of Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Sometimes even in the most difficult situations, God has something to teach us, something to to refine in our character or in our teaching methods. And if we can stay humble and teachable, um, he can really use these opportunities. One other thought before I move on to number two is, if you're in a situation where there's multiple complaints. You you you've, you've been hearing multiple complaints, and people are going to the administrator. Um, just really um, be careful about jumping to the conclusion that the parents are just out to get you. They it, it's possible you have a mutiny on your hands, but it's also entirely possible that there really are some issues going in your on in your classroom and there really are some things you need to change and i know that's probably not what you want to hear but i've spent enough time working with administrators um conducting teacher evaluations i've been in on hiring decisions i've been in on those conversations about whether or not a teacher should be asked back to teach the next year and i can tell you that the best administrators even the best administrators these are these are tough questions for them to deal with and you know, good administrators are understand, okay, they understand that parents bring complaints. They're not overanalyzing every complaint. Okay, so don't freak out about one complaint. But my point is that when when there's a lot of parent complaints about something, there's normally something going on. And and, and I'm not saying you're doing a bad job or or anything like that, but but there's something something needs to change, whether it's the way things are going on in your classroom or maybe just the way you're communicating with parents or the way um, the parents are perceiving you, something has to change. So I get that's my point there, is especially if there's a lot of complaints, um, just really try to, as, as I know you want to feel defensive, but just lower those defenses, go to God in prayer, and just say, okay, I'm going to use, I'm going to push through, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow, because clearly something's, something's not working, and whether, you know, it could be, it, not, we're not even saying it's your fault or anybody's fault, but something, Something needs to change to take us to the next level, to get us past these issues. So number one, we're looking at the complaint as an opportunity for growth. Number two, now that you have your minds in the right place, you need to seek to genuinely understand not just the complaint, but the underlying concerns beneath it. All right, when the complaint is first brought up, as I said, you're gonna wanna get defensive and just explain all the reasons why you did what you did or why you have the policy you have. But if you can at all stop yourself, please do. There will be a time to explain, but this is not the time. And that's not your immediate goal. The first thing you need to do is you've got to understand what the parents are thinking. And I don't just mean the surface understanding while they're upset because they say I give too much homework. No, 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 no. You have to genuinely seek to understand not just their point of view, but what's really causing the complaint. You see, the complaint itself is often superficial and easily sloughed off. But normally, there's some type of underlying fear or concern underneath the complaint. Maybe the parents are actually concerned about their son being perpetually exhausted because he can't get to his homework until after basketball practice at 8 o'clock at night, and so he's getting to bed way too late. Or maybe they're not really concerned about the amount of homework at all, but they're actually frustrated because their son is failing math, they don't know how to help him with this homework, and they spend two hours a night agonizing over it with no progress being made. Regardless, if you can find out that core reason, then you can address that instead of just talking about the superficial reason that's not really the actual problem. Now, this is going to take some good listening and some well-placed questions to get to them. And it may even involve, if the parent went directly to the administrator and you found out about it from them, it may involve an awkward conversation with the parent saying, I know you went to the administrator, but can we talk about this? But my point is that conversation is worth having because once you understand exactly how they see the situation and what their concerns are, then you can much more easily clear up any misunderstandings and address the real issue with the parents. So step one, choose to look at the complaint as an opportunity for growth. Step two, seek to genuinely understand not just the complaint, but the underlying concerns beneath it. Step three, reflect honestly on the situation and get outside feedback if needed. All right, so if you can't immediately clear up the problem by explaining an obvious misunderstanding, then you've got to take an honest look at your practices and policies. Ask yourself what you could do to address this complaint and its underlying concerns. This doesn't necessarily mean you've done anything wrong in the past, but take this as an opportunity to think if there's a better way of doing things in the future. Keep in mind that every class and every student are different, and what worked last year or for Susie might not be working this year, and it's okay to change it up. Now, don't let yourself off the hook if you think the parent is being unreasonable. Once again, they may well be be unreasonable, but there still might be something you can change that would improve the learning experience for everyone, or at least for their student. Spend some time thinking about that underlying concern and ask yourself what can be done to address that. Going back to the example I gave about homework, if they're actually concerned because their child is failing math then that's what you can brainstorm solutions to. If they're actually worried about him not getting his homework done until after basketball practice, then maybe you can talk with them about uh, and come up with a plan for him to better use his study halls and his time after school to get his homework done then. If you're brainstorming, you're coming up blank, or you just can't get past your frustration, then get some feedback from someone that you trust to tell you the truth. Now, this is not the time to go to the person that's going to tell you what you want to hear and tell you that you're doing everything right. Instead, seek counsel from a trusted friend, fellow teacher, or administrator, and ask them if they can think of anything that you might try differently, and then honestly consider any suggestions you have. So, step three was reflecting honestly on the situation. Step four is to discuss your conclusions with your administrator. So if the parent came directly to you, this, this step might not be needed. But if the parents have complained to administration, then you want to keep them on the loop with any realizations you come to or anything you discover about the parent's true concerns. Your administrator will be very happy to hear about any um, new policies or changing changes you're implementing. Or if you're about to make a change that they think is a bad idea, it's better to, to know that before you have the conversation with the parent. Your um, administrator is in a difficult situation, if you can imagine this, because They um, want to support you, but they're also concerned about the parents as well. So they're really trying to mediate the situation and find the best solution for everyone. So it's really great to keep them in the loop and they'll be really happy if you're able to come to them with some solutions. Now, if, if after careful consideration and discussion, it's clear that the parent truly has an unreasonable expectation and there's really nothing you can or should change, now listen, this, is, this should not be the norm, but sometimes there really is nothing you can do, then you need to discuss that with your administrator too. Stay teachable. Ask them if they have any suggestions, both of a change you hadn't thought of or advice for interacting with the parent going forward. All right, so to this point, you've chosen to look at it as an opportunity for growth. You've genuinely tried to understand the underlying concerns. You've reflected honestly on the situation and come up with some ideas. You've discussed your conclusions with your administrator. Step five, now it's time to meet again with the parents and discuss the next steps. Now, if the parent has gone over your head to complain or if they've come directly to you, the relationship is somewhat broken. And I'm sure you're frustrated, but you're the one that has the power to do something to repair it, and you should do what you can. So meet with them and have an open, honest conversation about the things you're going to be doing differently and also the things that you're not going to change. Be ready to explain why some of the changes they might wish to see you aren't going to change, but don't get defensive. Instead, make sure you take the approach of a win-win attitude that you both want what's best for the student. And then be willing to have that somewhat times difficult conversation about what that looks like. But remember, you have the same goal. You just differ about how to get there. And so start from that place of we're on the same page and then discuss what you've thought about and how you're going to get there. Now, a big key here, is remembering that underlying concern that you discovered when you first spoke with the parents. Make sure that that is what you're addressing. All right, so um, going back to our example of the parent that's complaining about too much homework, if you have discovered that their real underlying concern is that their student's failing math and they're spending hours agonizing over the homework, then this conversation doesn't even need to be about the amount of homework you're giving. This conversation should really be about how you're, how you together are going to help the student, about strategies for working on homework, or maybe about a tutor that they can hire. Now, even if the parent is not thrilled with your answer to their complaint, if you take this approach, they should be able to see that you care about their underlying concerns and you're doing your best to address them. And that will go a long way. Finally, step six. At this point, you've got to let it go. Sometimes the outcome is great, and this is easy. But other times, you make all the changes you can, do your best to say all the right things, and the parent still walks away upset. At this point, you've got to let it go. Commit to keep improving and keep looking for new ideas. Commit to keep loving that student. And even commit to not hold this conflict against the parent next time you see them. And then simply choose to move on. You have to, or this is going to eat you alive. And if you just can't, you can't move on, then take that burden to Jesus and give it to him. Bring your hurt, your frustration, your confusion, and leave it at his feet. And don't you dare stand up from praying and pick that burden right back up again. Give it to God. Leave it there. And every time you start to worry about it again, take it right back to his feet. I love the words in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you take this approach when parents complain, staying humble, addressing parents' core concerns, You just might be amazed at the strong relationships that emerge, not to mention the wealth of insights you come away with and the new creative solutions you may discover. And who knows, you might even someday find it into your heart to be thankful that the complaint department wasn't closed. Thank you so much for being with us today. Let's pause and pray and then we'll continue. Lord, thank you so much for these teachers, and I pray that you'll help them, especially those that are really dealing with parent complaints right now, and I pray that you'll just give them so much wisdom, give them a spirit of humility, and give them just the wisdom to know what to say, to know the ways that they can help these parents and these students, um, and just the the words when they need to have these difficult conversations, help them to know um, when they need to change, and when they need to help the parents see something differently and when they need to do both. I ask that you give them strength and encouragement and help them above all to depend on you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you found this episode helpful, um could you go ahead and share this podcast or the website with another teacher that you know. It can be as simple as a text or an email or sharing it on Facebook or Pinterest or whatever your favorite social media channel is. That would be so encouraging. If you'd like to see the show notes or read some of the main points from this um, episode, you can go to teachfortheheart.com complaining and you'll find everything there. I'm looking forward to talking with you more this season and I hope that you're having a great week. In the meantime, keep learning, keep striving. You really are making a difference.